The following is a presentation of the Black Hollywood Live Network, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. Hollywood redefined. From Los Angeles, California, streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is Black Hollywood Live, breaking into... Featuring in-depth interviews with today's most influential entertainment figures, highlighting their tips, tricks, and techniques on breaking into the entertainment industry. You're listening to Black Hollywood Live. And now, the host of Black Hollywood Live, breaking into. Hello, and welcome to the premiere edition of the new incarnation. What? Of breaking into. I am your host, James Law Jr., and I'm a certified life coach. And one of the philosophies that I have is that we're supposed to share knowledge, lift each other up, and pay it forward. This show, I'm going to attempt to do that every single episode. So you're going to join me, right? Every episode here Thursdays at 5 p.m. here on Black Hollywood Live. My first guest. Let me, let me read what you think I'm busy out there. Let me just read about him. He's an actor, activist, beatboxer, educator, writer, and he had his own show this year. Tell me I'm pretty. I did. Joshua Silverstein. Hey, man. Welcome. This is great. I'm so glad I'm you're freaking here. out. I'm freaking. This is so cool. Have your water. I'm, have your I, water. I, I have two of them. Yes. Because that's how big my ego is. <laughs> as you read. So we all know. We're all on the same page. You here. know, your ego's enough to cover all of I that, just need obviously. a lot of water to wash it all down. Thanks for having me on your first episode. Yes, thank, thanks for being first, here. Is it, you called it an episode, right? Episode? Yeah, first episode. This is awesome. This first episode. Um, and so I'm so glad you're here. So you guys out there, follow my page. There's a Breaking Into page on Facebook. It's really simple, Breaking Into. And if you're on Twitter, you can follow me at Black Hope LA. That's B-L-A-K-H-O-P-E-L-A. And use the hashtag Breaking Into. And where can they find you on? You can find me on Twitter at, at Joshua Silver Bat. Joshua Silver Bat. Everywhere else is Joshua Silverstein. But on Twitter, I couldn't fit my whole last name into the Twitter <laughs> title because Twitter's apparently anti-Semitic, so I couldn't fit Silverstein. <laughs> so follow me at Joshua Silver Bat on Twitter. Yes, and on the, on the Breaking Into page, I post you know more stuff about him will be on there. <laughs> Links to his stuff, behind-the-scenes footage, all kinds of fun things. And please tell me how you feel about me and the show, too, of course. So we're going to get right into let's it, Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm so excited. Let's, get, let's get as real as possible. <laughs> I hope, I want people to cry. I want to make people cry. Let's have a lot of fun, but I really want to go for tears. You want to go for the, you want to make me do the ugly cry? Let's do like the Oprah. ugly, yeah, I want like, oh, 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 and then the, yeah, and then, yeah, exactly. I want like that. Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. I'm, I'm going to try for let's, you. Let's go. I'm going to try. I mean, let's me and help. Oprah, we try to work let's it out. Let's get it, let's get it going. It's ugly. Let me have an epiphany tonight. <laughs> I, I love having epiphanies. This, yeah. I do. Okay, so, okay, I saw your show. You did. And it was really good. Thank you. I really enjoyed it. And I want to start there. Let's actually. go. Let's start there. Let's start there. Okay. So people out there who watch the show are thinking, I want to have a one-man show. Even I have a thoughts of a one-man show or yeah. something. Now, your show, for people who don't know out there, you had a band. I did. Three-piece band. Yes. You beatboxed. I did. You did monologues. I did. You had drama. I did. Comedy. Yes. Yeah, all of it, all into one. Yeah. So take us back from just the very beginnings of just this thinking of doing a one-man show. Uh, wow. How do I? Okay, so essentially, um, I, you know, I'm a big fan of, of John Leguizamo. Oh, and, yes, and, yes, and I feel like as far as solo shows goes, um, uh, his first show, that I think it was called Freak. Mm-hmm. I could yes, be wrong well, about yeah, that. Could, yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, but when I first saw Freak, I thought, that's that's what I want to do. Okay. Um, I, want, I want that kind of... Uh, 
storytelling and, and engaging the audience with that kind of experience. I want to tell my story in the most vulnerable way, but also make it entertaining. And I feel like as a performer, as an actor, um, my job uh, is to um, create uh, media that that not only reveals what I'm going through, but also somehow relates to the audience. So, so solo shows are difficult because I feel like the first thing that that, that performers go through is, um, or at least what I went through was, I just want to get on the stage and vent. Okay. Like the first, okay. like the okay. first draft I wrote was simply <laughs> me being like, uh, yeah, right, right, you know. Right. Uh, like, it was really my just life, my life, yeah. My like life. I'm so I'm fat. I'm a fat man. And and I remember um, uh, big 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 love to Ben Davis who was helping me out in the very beginning. But um, he I remember one of the pieces I had in my show was about the weight I've gained, and he said uh, you don't get to be on stage looking the way you look and and talk about being fat because you're gonna offend the fat guy in the audience. Yes, right. right. And so I was like, all oh, right. So I you know understanding. Um, what this machine is that I'm expressing through, how, how to best articulate a story that relates to the audience, um, was challenging because, um, I didn't want to throw away the stuff I was feeling about mm-hmm. getting older and, and, and gaining weight. Um, your allergies. And my allergies yes. and all this stuff. I love that, the allergies. Thank you. <laughs> uh, but just like all this stuff that maybe, um, is me whining. I didn't want to, I didn't want to get rid of that, but I had to realize that, um, the a solo show is a conversation between you and the audience. Okay, uh, it can't just be cathartic. And so many one man, uh, one woman shows out there are about the performer expressing, and that's it. There's no actual relation to the audience. Uh, so how do I tell my story in a way that um, is not just about me? Why does the audi- Why is the audience coming to see me perform? Why do they care? And having to answer those questions was difficult because um, the ego is like, well, why would they care? Right. You know, why would they, why would anyone want to see me be on stage doing what I do? Um, so uh, I went through literally, um, gosh, uh, I, I would write a 50 page script wow. within a good two weeks. There was just material being, okay. you know, flushed out mm-hmm. uh, for, for, for several months. Um, and then, I had to just toss all of that and mm, then okay. go back to uh, the basics of what what was the what was the most authentic version of my voice. And once I got to that point, after like chucking tons and tons of, mm-hmm. of pieces, um, I, I found a piece. And, and Diana uh, Wyan, my director, who I was working with, with on the show, um, and I ended up uh, discovering uh, a nice uh, vehicle to to do all these pieces and do all these uh, these. Um, various forms of expression that I that I that mm-hmm. I that I play in. Um, so so I guess to answer your question, I um, I I am an activist. My my art is my activism. I wanted to do a show that was about me, that allowed me to to, to be on stage and play and have a good time. But I wanted to make it poignant, and I wanted to make it um, about the kind of about the world we, we're we're living in today. Um, and so, tell me, I'm pretty is. Yeah, about me as Joshua Silverstein uh, and my experience in needing validation in order to exist in the world, but also um, how how we as people exist and 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 the various isms and dramas and and just the, the many incarnations we exist in and how 
how the world affects that, how the world plays into what we are as men, what we are as women, what we are as people. Um, because we're all kind of, as a world, creating these um, these weird ingredients for how to be here. Yes. You know, right. we, we, we have strange definitions of what it means mm-hmm. to be black, what it means to be straight, what it means to be mm-hmm. gay, what it means to be a person. And, and, and I've always felt like, the beauty of being human is that we're multidimensional, mm-hmm. that you really can't put us in a box. And if you find um, an avenue to be so bold as to, as to kind of dance in your own way and kind of tell your own story and to be your own person, then you, then you give birth to how awesome uh, we as people are. I feel like I've gotten very, very esoteric in my I love it. No, great, <laughs> great answer. That's what, no, see, my folks out there, I want them to get this kind of stuff so they can go, wow, so we think to think about the different elements that go into you thinking about a show. It's hard. I mean, yeah. you, you know... Because um, how did you get through the process of not whining? Um, God, I, I, uh, I don't know. I honestly don't know. I mean, I... I, I I got to give props to my director, mm-hmm. Diana. Um, okay. She definitely... Um, so a good director, obviously. A good director. I mean, you, yeah, you really can't get on stage by yourself <laughs> and right. be like, here it is. Here it is. Hi. You yeah. know, I, I have great friends who are who are very talented. My, my partner in crime, Joe Hernandez-Kolsky. Uh, Joe. Yeah, who, uh, uh, Poto Joe, who, um, yeah. who I've been working with for, for over, I guess, 14, 15 years now. Um He's a, he's a great he's a great ear and and Good. he's a theater nerd and, and has been in the game for many many years and so he definitely was a great critic for me to go here how about this piece and you go eh, I don't care yeah. you know right. um, and that's the thing too it's like I had to I had to step back from my work okay, okay. I wrote it and right. then I had to step away and, yeah. and just be be the artist and and not get caught up in the writing anymore and and let and let the director kind of you know go hey this is what it should be um and and a good director will take your vision as an artist and do his or her best to um create magic from that and and diana did a great job of not making it about her and not making it about her vision i think she saw what i wanted Mm, to do and made it about the audience. And how'd you find her? Because <laughs> not you This is a great point. story. This is awesome. How do I tell the story without all right, so Ooh, okay. so, so uh long story short, uh, uh she is the ex girlfriend of Joe. Joe oh Hernandez. my god. Yeah. Yeah. Incestuous. Yeah. Incestuous. Uh, it was you know, the director the director thing was actually pretty hard. Um yeah, I figure. I I did not have a director, um, I would say, a month before I, w- I put the show up. Oh, Didn't wow. have a director. Oh, wow. Okay. Like, that show came together that, and during the month. <laughs> I had, you know, I had an idea. I yeah. had pieces. I had what I wanted to do. I had, I probably had, you know, a bad show. Yeah. And, and, uh, and I had... I had no director. I, um, um, my 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 buddy Ben Davis, who was who was originally going to help me do this and and did help me. Um, he he had to work. He yeah, had to, he had he got a gig, and I and, yeah. and I couldn't be like, no, do my no, show right. for free, right? You know, so so he got a gig, and yeah. and, and he's an amazing actor, and yeah. so he he got booked. Um, and then I just I couldn't find a director. Wow. I, I had several people. 
who uh, were very dear to my heart kind of drop out and, and yeah. kind of flake yeah. out on me. And yeah. um, and then there were people who just didn't get it, who, you know, my, my, my material is written in a very specific way, and if you don't know me... You don't Ooh, really understand yeah. the work, yeah, yeah. you know, and, yeah. and, and I had one, uh, one artist who, who I thought would be uh, a good person to have on this project who just, she just didn't like the material. I mean, she didn't, she didn't, invi- she didn't see how, she didn't see how it would make any sense. Okay. She saw, you know, the latest draft that I ended up, I ended up, uh, 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 creating, uh, through, through my work with Ben Davis, um, was what the show was going to be, but she just didn't feel... She saw it as a guy on stage just doing poems. And I knew uh, that... I knew that I never... Yeah, yeah. I knew that I never wanted to do that. Like, yeah. I like po- poetry is a device in which I get to play. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to stand on stage and just, and just read pieces. Right. I wanted to... Right. I wanted to perform. I wanted to have an experience. Um, and and Joe and I were were sitting down at his place, and I feel like we both kind of looked at each other, and we were like, "How about Diana?" And uh, That's so funny. And he and you know, and it, <laughs> it's kind of cool that the same way. It's kind of cool. I mean, it's great because that because it it, it allowed Joe to talk to his ex girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but um, but uh, yeah, you yeah. know, um, so that was awesome. But but it was. But she got you, obviously. She did. She I did. I saw the show. I was like, obviously, she, she got, got you. She she got me, and she was. And she's great in that she gives the artist because I've seen uh, other stuff she's directed. Okay. She gives artists enough space for them to be themselves. Okay. So she doesn't micromanage anything. She doesn't like. She's not like. I don't know. She's not so much the you know Geppetto holding the mm-hmm. string. She mm-hmm. she kind of she kind of orchestrates. Okay. Um, in a, in a really beautiful and safe way that allows artists to feel like it is their story and it is their mm-hmm. voice. Um. But yeah, solo shows are hard. I mean, now what do you, so what do you, you know, okay, so we're talking about the kind of, before we get to like the other pieces, we're mm. still talking about the, the mechanics. Let's keep going. Yeah. yeah, I love it. So the mechanics, okay, so how do you let go of your work and be vulnerable? How did you do it to let a director look at it and go, okay, let me see what I can do with this? I feel like. Because <laughs> you're the writer I, and the performer. Yeah, I feel like, and I have a, I know what I wanted to, I know, I know what the vision is. And okay. so I think, um, you know, I, I, well, first of all, I think one of the things that I've had, I've have, I've, I've had to accept about myself as an artist is that I am, is that I am a control freak. Okay. And I okay. do, okay. I do, I do have like my precious, you know, mm-hmm. my babies, and, yeah. I, and and there are things that I'm like, I don't want to let go of this, and I think right. this is important. Um, and so, so I feel like with Diana, I was very clear with, here's what I think this is, here's what I want this to be, and then, um. And then I had let go. And then I just, I think it's, you know, you have to trust your director. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew that, I knew that if I wanted to have a director, I had to, I had to relinquish control. I couldn't, okay. I couldn't direct okay. myself. Okay. So I, you know, there were pieces that I knew that I had done before. Um, there were several new pieces that, that I wrote just for the show. Um, and then, you know, like finding the, finding how they relate and, and, and how they all tell the same story, um, or how they are, are, are all parts of the story I want mm-hmm. to tell. Uh, I had to trust that that she would get that. Okay. Um, sometimes you get a director who doesn't know what he's doing or she's right. doing, and it, right. and it kind of ruins the project. And you and you and you learn from that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, I went through a very uh, 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 hard experience when I was working on my on my web series, where um, uh, the gentleman that I had uh, originally uh, to direct. Uh, 
my piece. Um, and I just butted heads because essentially I feel like he was looking at me like, I'm the director. What are you doing? Uh, right. Why are you directing the director? And I was like, <laughs> this is my baby. Right. You should do what I want you to do. Right. You know, and that's – Just make it happen. That's crazy. You right. know, you can't – because the director yeah. has a vision. Mm-hmm. And, and film is different, but, but, right. but definitely um, you have to trust – you have to let go. I mean, I, I don't know – how I let go, but like I just, definitely you just you had to. It, yeah, like the 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 end game was important, and also mm-hmm. like we were a month out, so it was kind of like either I do this or I don't. Either I let go or I don't. Right? I mean, I remember. Literally. I remember there was the the first night of the show. I was I was backstage, and I was there's a at the theater. It was at a, a Greenway Court Theater. That's right. Uh, on Melrose and Fairfax. That's right. Great space. Great, yeah, it's a great space actually. Uh, so I remember bef- the I, I the audience was packed, and I was behind this little door <laughs> that, that that blocks me from the audience. Yes. And I was behind there going, I shouldn't do this. I should just not go out. I'm going to make an announcement. I'm not going to go out. And Because uh, I was like, what am I doing? I've had a month to rehearse this. We don't know what this is. You know, I mean... Tech was crazy. We, you know, <laughs> like access to the space was hard. I mean, yeah. we only had like maybe four or five rehearsals. We'd only ran through the whole show twice. I mean, it was it was a leap of faith. Wow. And and even my band, I had gotten that month. I mean, we the band and I rehearsed two times in a studio on Robertson Boulevard. I mean, we wow. it was like it just kind of all came together magically. Okay. And you know, it did. I saw it. It did. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you just kind of I think with any performance. Art, art, or whatever you're doing, you just kind of have to let go. Now, you said you did several drafts, we'll say. I did. I literally right. wrote eight drafts. Okay. Each draft was 50 pages long. And so did you drop some things that didn't, come, didn't have been Yes. Okay. Several pieces okay. did not make it. I'm, I'm very comfortable... Uh, talking about sex in front of an audience, right. and in and in my show, there's not much talk about sex. No. Um, and so, uh, um, several of the sex pieces just didn't make didn't the make cut it. because it was like, why am I doing this? There yeah. was no, it, there were pieces that I felt like, um, if it's just about the laugh, uh, then I'm going to cut it. Got if it. it's just a laugh, I'm going to cut it. If it doesn't mean anything, if it doesn't give me goosebumps, uh, I'm cutting it. You know, because otherwise it's just about me and I'm being selfish. Um, this audience came to experience something. I have to honor them. I have to give them something. I like that. Um, so I can't. Yeah, if it's if it means nothing, cut it. I mean, and there are pieces that I'm like, this is really funny, right? But right. This is just a piece about my balls, and right. who cares about you know? Right. No. Right. Those guys. Right. So so you know, um, yeah, several things did make the cut that. That are you know pieces got cut, pieces got shortened. Um, okay, okay. I mean the show, the show. Uh, funny enough, how long was it? Was <laughs> like two hours. Wow. Um, wow. And it just every night got longer and longer and longer because the audience would just laugh and laugh and right, laugh, no, right, and, no, and no, I right. would milk pieces. Right. But um, yeah, we cut a lot. I mean, we cut. I, there was one draft that I wrote where it was all character. Oh, okay. And it was very little me. It was very. It was me uh, through these various characters, characters. and um, and that's hard to pull off because yeah. it wasn't. It was. It was literally me talking to myself for about an hour okay. and a half. Okay. And 
and then yeah, then the audience is like uh, they become voyeurs. It's like view people like Whoopi Goldberg did it well. Yeah, earlier. yeah. Like some people can do it. Yeah, maybe. but even her show, which is amazing, yeah. is right. still her to the audience. Yes, it is. She never talks to herself. That's true. You're right. So I had a show. I wrote, wrote a piece where I was. Literally, I mean, it was like, and it was like, okay, this is the Joshua with a schizophrenic show. Right. Uh, come watch me be crazy for an hour and a half. Um, so we, we, that didn't, that didn't fly. And, um, and who knows? I mean, you know, these pieces are not dead. Right. They're, they have, they live somewhere else. They could and, manifest in a, a web series right. or well, a and, sketch or, yeah, yeah. And I, and I already, like, I, I'm, Right now, uh, Tell Me I'm Pretty is gonna, is gonna, um, uh, be shown at the Red Cat Theater. Oh, okay. This weekend, which is great. So oh, if you're good. in town, yes, yes. go to the Red Cat go in online. downtown. Yes. Uh, the Red Cat is, uh, the, uh, Roy and Ed, Edna Disney, uh, CalArts Theater. Yes. So, um, Very it's, good. yeah, they're, the Red Cat is showing, uh, up and coming artists uh, in LA, and, and so we're all doing like 15 minutes of our show. Oh, okay, okay. That we're working on. Um, so okay. it's five of us presenting. Okay. That got chosen to be part of this project. Oh, very cool. Yeah, it's really cool. And so, um, so my, my, my goal and my hope is that I get to tour my show and I get to yeah, oh, yeah. take it around the, the country and the world. And, yeah, definitely. Um, and so Red Cat is kind of the first step in that direction okay. of like, here, you know, I want more people to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm already, I, I can't wait to do this show. As many times as possible, so that I can move on to the next show. Because I already know what the next show oh, is. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I can't wait to do that next okay. show. Okay. Okay. Now, uh, let's talk about the collaboration part because yes. you have other collaborations too, but we're going to talk about this one. Okay. Um, Okay. Um, is that for us? Yes, yeah, for us. <laughs> so the machine, oh, yeah. Look got at it. That. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like this is live television, kids. Live television. I love. It. We got we got a uh, feedback yeah, from like, that from Jonathan. Yeah. It's your and buddy, I, Jonathan. I love that it's like he's on thank you. You're welcome. Hello. <laughs> and then I like the happy face emoticon that he <laughs> yeah, types. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're real. We're still going to be real today. It's awesome. Like, there's things that go on behind the scenes too. We love it. I love it. Okay, so collaboration. <laughs> yeah. Um. With this show, you chose to add a band. Yeah. A three-piece band. Yes. And so, and I saw how I played, they actually, they were a they're character. They were part of the, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're yeah. a character. Yeah. Talk they're about that there. a little bit. Well, you know, it's, it's, I, there's sometimes, the, I mean, these guys that I've picked, um, uh, are, are very talented musicians, um, and, uh, and, and I felt like, well, they're on stage, we can all see them. Why would I ignore them? <laughs> right, right. You know, and they're all great performers. Um, um, you know, uh, uh, shout out to, uh, to, uh, Eric, Jerry, and, and Merrick that are my, that are my they're my mm. players. So look, they're awesome guys. Um, you know, they, they, they're all, they all got performance backgrounds. The drummer, uh, uh, um, Jerry Duke comes from a theater, a musical theater background. Yeah. And, and I wanted to utilize them. Yeah, so, sure. so yeah. they're on, they're there. It's, I always feel like it's weird when you're doing a show, uh, that I, I've seen people do shows and the band, the band's always visible. Um, and the performer never references them. They just kind of, they're kind of like these ghost people in the back. And, yeah, yeah. And, and I felt like, no, I, I do that. Like, so it, it is a solo show, but it is a collaboration. Yeah, that's great. Um, yeah. and, and Diana had a great idea as far as how to incorporate them more. Um, there's a piece I do about my, my man parts. Yes. Uh, yes. that they're in. Yes. And, um, called Small Parts Anonymous. And, uh, <laughs> yes. you get the point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You get the point. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Yes. 
Uh, so, so um, that they're they're in that. But yeah, I mean, it's I, I'm I'm a big fan of collaboration. Yeah. Um, I think people are islands, and I think that the, anytime you get to share in the artistic, um, creative, collaborative, uh, I totally agree. Beast. It's just it's it's more fun. You learn more about yourself. Um, mm-hmm. Collaborative uh, work is always interesting because you do have to surrender. It isn't about you. Nope. Um, and I and I love this sense of like you got to give and give and give and be comfortable receiving too. Sometimes artists don't like to receive. I know. So <laughs> so this is awesome that, that so with with the shows is um they were a real presence in the show. They were. Um, they weren't just people behind me. They were actual characters. Well, they were, and they had a little comedy they in had, there. Yeah, I mean, with music. I mean, like yeah. they didn't speak on music. It was with music. Yeah, they. I mean, we found a lot of wonderful play, ways <laughs> to make them play a part of the uh, yes. part of the show. Um, that that's fun for me too because I am a comic and I and I do get high on making people laugh. And and moments where I get to kind of break them up during the show yes. is, is very entertaining for myself. Now, the unique talent that I speak of most of the time, you guys, is that he is a beatboxer. Mm-hmm. And it's in your show. So let's first, talk, let's first talk about in the show, okay. how you chose to, how do you choose, this is good for anybody with any kind of unique talent. Yeah. How do you, because you want to incorporate that because it's you. Yeah. How do you do that? Uh, all right, so, so, so beatboxing for me... When I first started beatboxing, I was very, very young. Okay. And, um... And who'd you hear from first? Bobby McFerrin. Okay. Bobby McFerrin was the first performer I, I ever saw come out on stage and, and just do percussion mm-hmm. and create amazing music oh, with yeah. just himself. Oh, I mean, I he's, he's a guy. Yes, he is. Um, he, uh, he inspired me, and I was a goofy kid, so I was, I was, I remember on the way home, I was just, and I was five. <laughs> so that, that, that became yeah. music for me as a child. And, and then when I got into hip hop, um, mm. in the late 80s and early 90s, um, uh, listen to Dougie Fresh or Bismarcky or or Rozell or mm-hmm. um, you know even uh, the Fat Boys even they, you know Buffy like, and the Fat Boys yeah, they, you know they all, I mean, these guys I was like oh cool yeah. I want to do that that sounds mm-hmm. cool and um, but and, you didn't go the musical route you didn't go like I want to be a no um I you know so music for me is interesting because <laughs> I my piano uh, teacher. Quit on me when I was nine. What? Yeah, she's probably dead now. But my piano teacher, when I was nine years Mine's old, dead. yeah, Ms. she's happy. She's, oh, she's, she's dead. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, she was like hundred years old back then. She was. She was probably old yeah, like that. Early hundreds. Yeah. And she basically, uh, on my third rehearsal practice at my at my at piano at my house I grew up in, uh, she left a note on the door. <laughs> Because I got home late because my mom had picked me up from school late because mm-hmm. I'm a child. Uh, she was like, when you're serious, call me. Oh, dang. And I was like, what's wrong I'm with me? Yeah, I was I'm serious about what? I'm not serious about anything, you know? So so she quit, and that was kind of the end of my piano playing. I just felt like, oh, I'm not meant, not meant to be. But I always kind of, you know, noodled on the piano. Um is that correct? Noodle? You I guess you can noodle you say on a guitar. Yeah, I guess, well, yeah. whatever. I played. That's all, yes. I played by ear for, for a long oh, time. Um, and, but no, I mean, beatboxing was, for me, when I became good at it, 
was definitely hip hop. Was definitely about mm-hmm. uh, uh, being in ciphers and letting people freestyle oh, over yeah. over what I was doing. And um, and then uh, my kind of evolution with it was my introduction to the spoken word scene. Um, I I became a member of of the Poetry Lounge back in uh, two thousand okay. or maybe ninety nine. Um, and the Poetry Lounge is the biggest open mic in the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, it also takes place every Tuesday at the Green Bay Court Theater. So um, I went and I fell in love with these people doing poetry. And, and, I, and I, I had written poetry growing up and loved, loved poetry. And I found that um, this was a place where I could, I could potentially get my, my chops up to being spoken word. Um, however, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> one thing I had also developed, uh, as, as someone who loved performing and, and did lots of theater, uh, growing up as a kid, I had also developed, um, a very, uh, high, heavy sense of self-hatred and, mm-hmm. and low self-esteem. So I was yeah. very afraid to be on stage and be expressive and be, and, and use my own voice. Uh, being a character on stage was much easier, okay, but, sense. but yeah. being myself, yeah. Uh, I just had all kinds of anxiety about that. And so I didn't do poems at the lounge. That's funny. I beatboxed okay. because that was easy for me to do. And okay. it and it was a way to be on stage where I got to be expressive mm-hmm. without fear of um, messing up the words or, mm-hmm. or making a flood of myself. Yeah. And so, um, I, so the irony of the evolution of me as a beatboxer, it came out of... Uh, fear. It came out of self doubt. It came out of insecurities. Wow. Um, I just wanted to be on stage, and okay. I found this medium that was a way for me to do that. So I ended up backing up poets for many, many years. Okay, okay. Um, and I became like the beatboxer in the spoken word scene, and that uh, led to me being an international beatboxer and all kinds of things. And on the, you know, and then behind the scenes, I was doing like plays and mm-hmm. productions, and mm-hmm. just wasn't talking about that stuff. And so, right. um, so beatboxing was never. I mean, there was a maybe. There was maybe a few years where I where I considered myself to be a, an actual musician, okay. and some people still do. Okay. Um, but uh, for me, beatboxing, I think at the end of the day, was always an outlet. Of it was another way of being expressive. And so, um, moving forward, I I got tired of backing up people, and I kind of you know the 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 need to tell my story and the need to be my own performer was just biting at my soul and so it eventually just kind of opened up and I was like I got to do this I got to perform my own yeah. stuff um and 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 beatboxing was just another way of telling stories um but how do you just how do you kind of decide that I can possibly make money and affect change with yeah. beatboxing I mean, um that's beautiful I you know my my I, I give I give credit to my parents they're they're both um, big community activist. Um, my mom's an educator. My dad is a practitioner, and uh, and both of them um, have definitely instilled this belief that whatever I do must be about the people. Mm, um, I, like I I don't know how to separate myself from that yeah. that theory, that philosophy. And I, and I I am an only child, so I am selfish at the core. <laughs> but I definitely <laughs> know that like right. I, I I have this unyielding love to um, help humanity. And even 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 as I become this cynical monster, I you know you know like is. I definitely hate a lot, but I yes. definitely um, <laughs> equally love a lot. Yeah. And and uh, and so my my so beatboxing, you know, uh, I got laughed at a lot as a child. Okay. I was not 
because of my my parents being activists and you know they raised me nonviolently and <clears throat> you know as best as they could yeah uh, and and you know because they had their own monsters that would always come out and, and affect me as well but but right. they they definitely raised me very different than I think most kids were being raised in the 80s. Uh, I didn't grow up watching violent cartoons. Oh, wow. I wasn't allowed. Oh, wow. I, I remember my birthday, uh, this one kid gave, I was a kindergartner, and this one kid named Jared gave me a Transformer doll for my oh, birthday, really? and I was like, oh, shiny robot monster, yes! And my parents said, no, 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 we don't let him have these toys. Ooh, and they took it out of my hands, and that was it, and I never saw it again. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, so I mean, that was, okay. there weren't any guns in the house, we were okay. an anti-gun household. I mean, even even when they got Nintendo, uh, <laughs> we had to the sit games. down <laughs> as a family, mom, dad, and myself, and they were like, Duck Hunt, look, when you're, when you're playing Duck Hunt, oh, it's a gun, and you have to be responsible with, the, you know, like, it was this weird big deal. I didn't have parents like that. Yeah, and it I'm was like, like, I'm shooting cartoon ducks, and a little <laughs> dog is bobbing up and getting it. Like, yeah, right. You know, but it was like, you understand, which, so they, they put all this pressure. Uh, and it's me. informed your life. Yeah, and that's how I live now, and so, um, so, so, and anything I do artistically, uh, whether it's beatboxing a story, um, I've learned that. Uh, so going back to yeah, I was I was, la- I was laughed at a lot as a child mm-hmm. because I was different and I didn't understand. And kids were just bullies. They yeah, were that's right. how they related. Yeah. And I didn't relate that way. So yeah. when kids would make fun of me or mean to me, I took it personally. Right. Um, and that created a lot of self doubt. Um, hence the self esteem issues. But I definitely was like, um, I don't like this. I don't like that people are making fun of me all the time. And at some point, uh, I think you. I think either you go crazy, well, you go crazy either right. way. Well, right, right, yeah, right, yeah. Right. but I think that what happened for me at least was I got to a place where I began to laugh at myself too. And I think you kind of have to do that or you become a horrible person. Yeah. You know, yeah. so I don't, I just don't take myself as seriously anymore. Mm-hmm. And so finding ways of telling stories, whether it be po- poetry or monologue or, or comedic or beatboxing, it all comes out of, let me reveal something about myself yeah. that gives the audience permission to laugh at themselves a little bit. Mm. So I do a piece in my solo show um, where it's where it's um, me at a club, uh, mm. and it's me <laughs> getting really drunk and dancing, but the, but the underlining point of the the joke or the story is that um, I'm at this club to be loved. I want to dance with a woman, and I'm being rejected. And that happens, especially mm-hmm. now. I mean, yeah. it's hard to go up to a girl and be like, want to dance in L.A., yeah. you know, yeah. or, or a guy, at, at, right. at, at, wherever, wherever you want to dance with. Yeah. Um, people are not comfortable with sharing themselves mm-hmm. in public anymore. And so... Um, Very true. So, so doing the club piece was about how do I... How do I get through this? I'm at this club. I want to dance. No one wants to dance with me. I know I'll do drugs. And so that's nice. where the jokes come in. Yeah. And, and, and it's real. People do that. Yeah, they do. They do. That's what right. everyone that goes out nowadays has to get a drink in them before they experience mm-hmm. joy. Yes. And, and, and I wasn't raised like that, but that's the world I live in now. And so it's me commenting on that. And, and hopefully people watch it and go, oh, that is kind of ridiculous. We yes. probably shouldn't right. do drugs right. to have a good time. Because it could lead right. to dangerous experiences that could right. get us beat up or right. or worse. Um, you know, it's funny because you've done shows with harpists. Mm-hmm. 
Um, you've done a show for there was TED Talks Manhattan Beach. I did, and it was like so. I mean, like you really get around with the beatboxing t- component. It's it's one of those things that it, it is it is a funny gift that I've that I've uh, been bestowed with that um, has gotten me into <laughs> to to tour the country. I mean, I you know again the fact that it came out of just really being uncomfortable with myself and really not trusting the other gifts. Um, I I just find. You know, hysterical. So, so yeah. I mean, beatboxing has given me, uh, has been this vehicle that has allowed me to do shows at UCB. Has allowed oh, me to UCB, do, oh, you yeah. know, to I mean, work with Wayne Brady. Oh, to yeah. you know, to to going to Kuwait and being one of the first American hip hop artists to perform under the U.S. Embassy. I mean, all these things yeah. have become a uh, 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 very. Um, very just just uh, there are little blessings because of this unique thing that I do uh, that women go crazy over yeah. uh, for obvious <laughs> yeah, reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay, so okay, so how does that translate? What lesson have you learned from that in just life in general in this business? You know, it's you gotta say yes. I think someone, um, said, to you, someone else said to me the other day. You interview. just. Gro- yes. Going, going as I, I mean, g- looking at my life as a young person and, and looking at how I said no so many times out of fear, uh, yeah. and re- and looking at my life and 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 looking at the areas I said yes, um, you gotta say yes. You gotta you gotta say let's see what happens, mm-hmm. um, and you've gotta you gotta work at it. Everything, everything. Put yourself out there too, yeah, right? You gotta just, you gotta, you know, like I was talking to a friend of mine last night about this, and she's an amazing poet <clears throat> and an artist, and um, I think she struggles with um, how the world perceives her, and and um, or or not. I mean, I could be wrong, but but I feel but she's very talented, and I think where she where she kind of gets in, gets in her own way is uh, why why should I do this? And mm-hmm. and I think um, at some point. The the message in my head was why not you know why I not say that why not why not do it right. and um and I think you gotta you gotta say why not until you have a reason <laughs> as to why not because now I know there are things I won't right. do I mean there are shows that I'll never do again okay okay because they were just you know belittling and horrible and oh, you know I mean yeah because because I'm a beatboxer as well. Uh, that also is perceived to be as a, a, a you know, gimmick. Yeah, yeah. Say, and, yeah. And you get thrown into lots of little like variety shows, and you're up there with the woman who's juggling <laughs> fire naked. And you're like, ah, <laughs> do I have to go on after her? Right. I mean, one of my right. one of one of the one of the turning points in my life uh, years ago as to as to taking myself more seriously as an artist was uh, I was doing I was at some warehouse, it was a warehouse show, and and I was. Uh, I was on the bill, and they were promoting me being a part of this thing, and and I didn't do my research to figure out what what, what it was. I was just kind of like, oh, I'm performing, I don't care. And um, and there was a a at this show there was a sleeping bag on the floor, okay. and and you know it was very artsy. So I thought, oh, this is some kind of like eclectic whatever, and um, and the host was announcing someone uh, that was going to go on stage right now and and all of a sudden there's drummers playing and then all of a sudden the sleeping bag begins to g- gyrate and I go oh okay this, this is part of something creative and whatever I wasn't a fan of it but I wasn't judging it too yeah. harshly and all of a sudden he he pokes his head out and it's this white boy with dreadlocks 
And I go, oh, okay, this okay. is going to be interesting. And then he zips the bag down, and he's still gyrating. And I go, oh, I get it. He's going to be a he's like butterfly. He's a cocoon. I get uh, okay, it. Okay, yes. And then my and then my brain goes, oh, he's going to be naked. And I go, oh no. And then he he jumps out. And he's he's dancing around, and he's fully nude, and he's okay. hopping around. And, and I and then they and then he. So he did that for about a good 15 minutes, and then they brought me up. And I was just like, I don't want to follow the Naked Butterfly <laughs> yeah, act yeah, anymore. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, <laughs> not unless I know it's happening ahead of time and I get to talk about it. And I didn't, <laughs> I, couldn't any, I couldn't find anything positive to say about the experience, so I realized, okay, I need to, yeah, I need to put myself out there. I need to definitely um, be in the space of yes and, and, and be curious and be open but also know my own worth and know my own mm-hmm. value and, and, and also understand, like, this is not a show I should do anymore. I don't need to be at this space anymore. Is it okay to know – do you have limitations and is it okay to know if you have them or not? Um, yeah, I think that's tricky because um, one of the things that I think uh, I still struggle with is, is um, defining myself. Be- okay. Because I do so many things, yeah. um, I am a beatboxer, but I'm equally an actor. Yeah, exactly. a- at least in my mind, and yeah. and yeah. Um, and have and have equally done as much work theatrically as I've done uh, percussively. Um, I, you know, people have a hard time uh, grasping that. Mm-hmm. If you do a lot of things that are artistic, they don't know. People are uncomfortable with. Accepting all of that, yes. they want you to do one thing. You want to figure out, yeah, you're, you're this. This is the box I'm putting you in. Yes, and I don't subscribe to that. I don't either. Yeah, people know me. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, you're, this is awesome. Yes, and so because of that, yeah. um, one of the things I've had to also accept is I do all these things. I don't do these things. Got it. These are things I would like to do, mm-hmm. but they're not things I can do very yeah. well. You know, yeah. like I am, I am musical. Um, but I am not the best musician. I don't read music, um, okay. so I can be okay. in a band and I can find where I fit in that. But but um, but I have slowly walked away from being a part of so many band projects mm-hmm. because that's just not what I want to do. I don't want to be the vocal percussionist in a band. Oh, got it. I don't want to yeah. be the hype man. Yeah, you oh, know, got, yes, you know, right. like yeah, 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 and, yeah, and yeah. I and I did that for a long time. Right. And for, people who do it are fine. People who yeah, do it, hype men's are awesome. Yes, they're great. But I definitely but, was yeah. like, you know, I I I I can do that. But that isn't what I want to do, right. and that isn't even something that I think I'm the best at. Okay. Um, so, so it's not as fulfilling for me. Um, you know, uh, I I'm never going to release an album where I where I sing ballads. Okay. You know, I am a bass baritone. I can sing, but but you're like me. Yeah, yeah, you were saying, but you know, but I'm but I. But but even if my soul's like you should sing and <laughs> I'm soul. just gonna be like no I shouldn't I shouldn't do that your soul yeah like if, if I because like you know you're I'm right. creative so I get these ideas oh, like, man, yeah. oh, it would be cool if I did and then I go wait no I should probably just get a friend who does sing very very well yes. to do this for me yes that's the other thing too is like knowing when to step back and let someone else mm-hmm. take the spotlight mm-hmm. has been a nice lesson I've learned as far as someone who can do everything there are people who are better dancers and I am, mm-hmm. I'm not going to go out for the dancing role because right. I'm not a dancer. Right. M- you know, uh, my buddy Joe is an amazing dancer. Is he really? Oh, he's wow. great. He's great. Uh, he's, he, he should do that. I, mm-hmm. I can dance. I'm capable of movement. Yeah. But I'm not, I'm not a dancer. But see, you're like, you fit right into my show where I talk about, you know, like I said, you know, 
paying it forward, mm-hmm. lifting each other up. It's something that I really believe in, and obviously you know this because you know me. I believe yeah. in this. Um, all of my talented people that I know are in my orbit, I'm always trying to find ways to showcase them or pass them on to that person. Oh, I know somebody who does that. Yeah. It's like yeah. an old school way of like the, the village raises. I, we, we, we've moved so far away from that. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I mean, it's like... I almost, it's funny because part of me is, is, it likes to celebrate the fact that everyone wants to be creative and I think that especially children, mm-hmm. that's a, that's a beautiful outlet for them and we need more of that. But I also feel like not everyone's supposed to be an MC. Exactly. And not everyone's yes. supposed to be, uh, exactly. you know, a beat producer exactly. or a visual artist or an actor. And I think right. that, that you, that we're losing this, this space of, Yes, there are creative people, but there's also other things to do. Like mm-hmm. we we do need more doctors and more lawyers right, right. and more scientists. Right. And 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 um, exposing our friends and sharing the wealth. I think I think promotes um, people doing what they do well, so that other people can see like, oh, that's what that looks like. Doing it well looks like that. And I'm not doing that, so maybe I shouldn't, you know, do that. And that's not a diss at people who no, really no. want to do it, no, but that's no. like. Um, I feel like if you're, if you don't wake up every morning, if it's not worth your life, then you shouldn't be doing it. I com- that that that's that that quote right there is perfect. Yeah, I think uh, yeah, if I if, completely agree. If with you that. wouldn't die for it, you shouldn't do it. Right. And I and I I wake up every morning and I want to perform. And you know what? It's funny. I, I'm, you know, we're in Hollywood. We're in L.A. And we're in Black Hollywood. In Black Hollywood. Live. We're in Black Hollywood. Live. We're in Black Hollywood. And well, that's even a better point. You just bring up. We're in Black Hollywood too, where a lot of times we're pitted against each other. Mm-hmm. I used to be an actor. I tried acting for a while, and I, one of those things I chose. I don't want to do it. Yeah. Now I'm a host of other stuff. You're a great host. But thank you. And mm-hmm. it's funny how we're told there's one slot for this. Yeah. There's one slot for that. There's one slot for this, and so. We're all trying to get that one. We're stepping over each other, knocking each other down. Yeah. that one spot. I always think, why can't they be open it up and change it so there's like a million spots? Yeah, we'll be, you know, because 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 non-black Hollywood live yes. doesn't <laughs> doesn't understand that uh, that black people are not monolithic. That you know, we we still, God, we still we're st- it's, it's so weird. It's like it's 2015. Empire's a hit. Why? I don't like, even right, understand. You know, it's like. You know, it's a good story, number one. Yeah, right. yeah, but like we're still caught up in playing the same characters, yes. playing the same. So yeah, like with with the fact that there aren't a lot of opportunities for black actors to to be Olivia Pope's mm-hmm. or or whatever the character that um, uh, Val Davis, Val Davis yes. won for um, yeah. uh, how to get away with murder yeah. uh, because there aren't so many of those. We are fighting for the same yeah, slot no, because it is just one slot. So, <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, I want to see, uh, I want to see people of color um, get out of the bubble and get out of the uh, the, the monolith. Um, there's only one way of doing this, only one way of being, and ex- and explore the fact that you know, again, going back to the original thing of my show, that we are multidimensional people. We are capable of so many things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so many things we haven't even seen yet. Exactly. You know, because we're we're so caught up in doing the the routine route to fame that we're not exploring different outlets and different possibilities. I mean, there was a I listened to a woman on NPR uh, a couple days ago, and I can't remember her name because I had a hard time pronouncing it. <laughs> but uh, but she's taking she's taking minstrel songs. Oh wow. And she's singing them, and and I mean, just the the yeah. the 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 way she's going about, you know, um, bringing 
information to this type of music that existed mm-hmm. where, where black people were in blackface. Yes. Which a lot of people don't know that black people also did blackface. Like right, no, right, people. no, right, yeah, right. You right, know, right. Um, that that these these people sang beautiful songs mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. oftentimes were, were, maybe you weren't aware about how they were about pain and hurt. And so anyway, so she's, created a new she's creating a new genre in wow. her in her in her curiosity and her willingness to explore and, and see what's out there. So um yeah I don't know I wish we could get out of like I wanna be the best MC um and maybe try something else. I don't know. Yeah right that also I hate saying that because I think hip hop is great. Oh yeah totally and I don't want to dig at if you want to be an MC you should I, do it. But you should do it. But I yeah. but there's so much more and I think yeah. I want to, to see what else is out there. Um, so when your show, it, it's, it's come and done. Yes. You did it. Yes. Um, you're a peacock. I'm a peacock. I'll never forget that. I'm a mum peacock. You have to see the show to hear that. Oh, please see the show. Yes. So how did it feel afterwards? After it was all said and done, you did, you did your series of shows. You could, so. All that. How, well, how, was the, how was the come down or come out or how did it So here's, here's how I... Here's how I function. You know, going back to uh, I hate myself. So I <laughs> stood I, my I went I went into this with this beautiful uh, uh, um, and I mean that sarcastically uh, yeah. way of being, which was if if at the end of my show the audience is not standing up and applauding, I have failed. That's how I okay. that's how I went in. I was like I, I need to make them stand up and applaud. Okay. Um, and so, <laughs> and they and they did every yeah, show yeah, that yeah, happened, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and and am so grateful now. Yeah. But at the mo- at the time, I, people stood up and cla- clapped. In my head, I was like, "Yeah, right. Shut up. Sit down. <laughs> yeah, You're yeah. lying to me. You didn't really like it. I know what You're I messed up. You're just my friend over yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, right. I couldn't. I had oh, funny. such a hard time just celebrating the success of it. I mean, I literally would walk backstage. And I would, I would, you know, lament about the moments that I messed up and fumbled. Okay. And I have a speech impediment, so every now and yeah. then I would have hard times with some of, some, of, some of the words, and and just would sit on that. And then I'd have to walk out and greet this line of people who wanted to do nothing oh but hug me and right. tell me that it was the I was best those folks. ever saw. Yeah, yeah it was, thank you. And and I and every time someone <laughs> gave me any kind of like I. One of the you know one of my friends uh, who who is an amazing uh, producer of this of this spot called Fly Poet Showcase is mm-hmm. big big love to John Hensley one of my dear friends he he loved the show and he was it gave him goosebumps one of the pieces gave him goosebumps and and he he literally said I had no idea like I, I mean he has known me for years and I, he just never seen me in that capacity and he just he had no idea he had no idea he was blown away and he and he and he said beautiful things about the show to his friends and he invited more people to come and just really became a a a big advocate for people coming to support the show and 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 it i it took me weeks to be able to accept that he said that you know because i i heard it from a space of like Wait a minute. That means that whenever you saw me perform, I must have sucked, right? Like, like I just I took it to the worst possible uh, meaning of it, and um, and so this these line this pe- these people in line that wanted to celebrate me, I just I found ways of undermining everything everyone said. How funny! Uh, okay. Because I've I've practiced that my entire life. I practiced uh, not believing in myself and not right. and and not you know giving giving myself props, um, and so it took me a while for me to go. Um, I think the show's pretty actually pretty good, and <laughs> yeah. I think people really like it. Yeah. And um, 
Christina Wong, uh, who's an amazing performer, who also has a show at Red Cat Theater after the show I'm doing, um, uh, said it was one of the best shows she's ever seen in her life. And, And I'm so moved by that. I mean, I... I definitely am one of those artists who just self-deprecate and yep. am and yep. am my biggest critic. And so I'm learning, you know, in my in my in my mid thirties now, mm-hmm. I'm learning how to um, turn that voice off. And in in my therapist talks about like, you know, whenever I sit down with him and I'm like, ah, oh, you know, this, he always reminds me like, you haven't been doing this long enough. Loving myself, mm-hmm. uh, giving myself, you know, giving myself permission to celebrate when I'm doing great things. He's like, you have not given, you've not practiced that nearly as long as you've practiced hating down, hating and knocking down everything you've done. So to answer your question, yeah, well, I, I finished the show. Uh, you know, um, looking back, I mean, we we threw this thing together so quickly, yeah. um, touched so many people. Yeah. Um, I'm just, I'm honored. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm truly honored that I get to do this. You know, Mm -hmm. I, I don't work a nine to five. I don't, you know, every day is a little different, you know, Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's a, it's a leap of faith sometimes, but I, but the fact that I got to get on stage and people sat there and listened and clapped and laughed and cried Mm -hmm. at something that I was sharing, um, Whenever, whenever anyone celebrates what I do, uh, it takes me a moment, but I, I always end up um, just being humbled. I mean, yeah. this could have gone a different way, and I think uh, I have. To, I mean, you know, I give myself props for having the ambition to continue mm-hmm. doing it because being being black in Hollywood is. Not easy. <laughs> Not easy. No, that's, a, that's an understatement. You but know, yes, yes, being a Jew is very easy. Yes, right. Very that easy. That's I, I lucked out with yes, that. But, but being, but being <laughs> black. Um, Again, you're not given uh, a lot of opportunities to uh, do what I do, yep. and and I don't, I don't sound the way Hollywood I, seems I, thinks black people sound. I understand that one. Yeah, yes. I'm sure you do. And yes. and so um, just knocking down that wall. I mean, mm-hmm. getting on stage and talking about my blackness and is is was is so important to me that people understand like, oh, this is part of the black experience. It's not the one that I'm used to hearing about. Right. But it's still part of it. Right. And and helping that they go, oh, maybe I've got it wrong. Maybe maybe mm-hmm. there are lots of stories that black people are telling, but I'm just not listening to all of them. I'm, right. only, I'm only listening to this gangster one and this, you know. Or this southern or one. this southern one or, or this yeah, pimp right. one. And right. it's like, yeah. Yeah. so, I mean, I, uh, yeah, when a show's over and, 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 and I've sat down and I've realized that, that people spent money to come mm-hmm. see me and they, and uh, one of my friends, um, uh, from friend Adam came twice uh, oh, wow. and brought his friends. Uh, I mean... Gratitude. Yeah, I mean, I'm, my show is at Red Cat again, and, it, and it's it's 15 minutes of my of my yeah. my solo show, so it's not the whole thing. Yeah. And I got friends calling me, what they, and they want to go, and I'm oh, like, fine. it's just 15. It's like, stop the whole thing. Why do you want to see? <laughs> it's a snippet. It's a snippet. What are you? You're right. gonna. You've already seen. But they 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 love it, and yeah. so um, and they love me, and I and I think um, yeah, they're I, your village. They're part of your village. They're part of my village. I, I mean, it. I I. You know, I mean, I mean, whenever you email, I'm like, oh, God, you do. James, is so sweet. You know, so I feel uh, I get to wake up and be creative and share myself with a room full of strangers, and then they love it. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, it's the greatest gift. 
Yeah. I think it's it's just when you when it when you, when you set out to be effective and you're effective mm. with your creative expression and people are touched, I, you know, it's just even the heart, like you mentioned the harp thing, which was yes, you know, <laughs> so uh, it was which, very unique. Which was, go on YouTube, go, you find look it. Up, look up, look up, look up, Farp. Uh, yes, uh, and um, you know this harp player named named um, named Lisa, uh, uh, beautiful harp player. I got to the fact that 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 I had an idea that I yes. wanted to articulate it, that it and, then, and then it worked. Yeah, it's just well, it worked. Yeah, it there's works. no other. It just I don't know. It's, just, it's 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 a high yeah. when you're able to when I'm able to really sit down and go okay like I, what I want I'm, I'm experiencing like yeah. I want I you know that's the that's the hard thing is 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 sometimes I get so caught up in my own my own self deprecation that I can't even realize that what I want I'm getting. How, fu- you know, oh, how funny is that? Like the fact that I was like, yeah. I want people to stand up and applaud after every show, and they, they did. did. And I was like, No, no, <laughs> you guys are liars, and I, you all hate me. Like I hate myself. Uh, yes. You know, the fact that I couldn't. It took me a moment to go. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You did something, and you got, and you got what you wanted. wanted. People came to your show. Yeah, hello. Your your last soul sold out. Yeah. You know, sold out. You had a Q and A. Yeah. I mean, my biggest fear was I I would do my Q and A and everyone would give and walk away. And they all stayed. Yeah. They stayed. They saw me for two hours and they were like, "We'll take more of you." And right, I, you know, right. Which is just you know amazing. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. So humbled. I mean, it's, I'm humbled. I'm I'm still learning how to uh, accept um, uh, that people appreciate what I do. Now, I can sit here and talk to you for like ten hours. This, are we, are we out of time? <laughs> you know, it's like time. To, I can't go on forever. I, I mean, want like, to talk about more black stuff. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't gotten to Black Hollywood Live yet. <laughs> we've been Black Hollywood we, we've, Live. We've been living it. We've been We're living changing it. how you <laughs> see <laughs> Black Hollywood Live. <laughs> Wait. So yeah. Are there, did we? Did I? I talked way too much. Go, no, go ahead. I was just you rambling. Are, you are the best. Uh, okay. So you say uh, that now. This is your first show. You're gonna look back after a month and go. I think that was my from my worst show ever. I think Joshua was the lowest bar. What a mistake I've made! And we're back to me hating myself. Exactly. Continue. Exactly. See, you always bring it back together. Yeah, a yeah. good comedian yeah. brings it back, back together. I don't ever forget when I, where right. I'm going. Yeah. Good comedian and ego. Bring <laughs> yeah. it back to me. Oh, bring my ego is so mighty. Oh, I have one too, but I'm just I'm keeping it you're down doing right great. now. Yeah, I'm doing fine. Uh, so, of course, I ask all my guests two questions. Okay, let's go. And so, because I believe language is very important, mm-hmm. it can stop us in our tracks. Yeah, and also motivate. And move us yeah. forward. Yeah. So the first question is, I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> what word should we take out of our vocabulary? Oh my god! I was literally having a <laughs> yeah, long, yeah, yeah. well, I can't swear, but the N word. Okay. I want to get okay. rid of it. Okay. I mean, like how you live. Good thing to say. Can yes. we just get rid? I mean, okay. Here's <laughs> here's, here's his rant. Really here's quick. Here's the thing. Yes. Tell me, America. Um, tell that camera right there. What America, you're it, oh that one over there. Oh that one. Over okay. There, yes. We didn't make it up. I just, I just want to tell the young black men and women, <laughs> or white men, and whatever. If you Whoever. use it and you're Stop under it. the age of like, I don't know, twenty, uh, and you're like, well, that's all word. We didn't make it up. We were literally called this word for for our entire existence yes. of, uh, as Americans. Yes. 
uh, that we accepted it yep. as as who we are. Like I, I I wish there was maybe a moment in time where like Frederick Douglass sat down with the room of black people, were like, look, we're just gonna change what it means, guys. <laughs> right. We're just gonna take we're gonna take it, take the power back. <laughs> that didn't happen. It didn't happen. <laughs> it didn't. just ne- never happened. It so it, I mean. People use it because they're addicted to using it, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I feel like anytime you have a word that you're addicted to using, right. you should look at that. Yeah, I and agree. I think that I don't think the word builds us up. I think it. I think it breaks us down. Yeah, um, it still makes people uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think out of all the words you could you, you, you could have chosen to, mm-hmm. you know, refer to ourselves as brothers and sisters, like brothers and sisters. Why not king? Why not queen? Like why not? You know why? Why the n word? So I feel like. Um, that I would, I think, if we were to eliminate that word, um, because, like you said, words have power. Uh, I think we would elevate ourselves. I think if all, I think how we refer to ourselves um, in our communities is is how we treat each other. You know, is how we. I think if I think if we started calling our people kings and queens mm-hmm. on a regular basis, we would look at ourselves and how we're behaving. Mm-hmm. I don't think you can call yourself a king. And go out and disrespect women, and and go in the street and do terrible things and commit crimes. I don't think you can do that. I think I think words are designed to you know definitely emote and evoke um, whatever your intention is. But I feel like at the end of the day, they do have a vibration that you are you are not always in charge of, and and we need to be more accountable, more responsible for how we use vocabulary. And I think that's a word that I still think is very poisonous. Perfect. To our community. Now, what word do you think we should add back into our vocabularies that people aren't really using enough or not using at all? I'm going through the filter of all the things they should not say here and looking for something yes, that yes. can be appropriate. Um, yes. <laughs> Is it add back in? Um, you know what I don't hear a lot of anymore? Um, I don't hear... That's not really... Well, I don't hear please a lot. I don't hear people. I love please. I love the word. You don't say it enough. Yeah, I don't feel like we're saying please enough. And I don't know. I think because we've become so apathetic, we're not, we don't, we don't get that when we ask something of someone that they're a person, like that we don't, we're all, we're becoming really entitled. And I feel like if you say please, it takes away the entitlement. Like, oh, I'm asking, like, can you, like, you have a right to say no Mm -hmm. to what I'm asking you to do. And so I feel like maybe, you know, Please, please, and thank you. I don't know. Thank you. Now, it's just putting you on the spot, of course. Yeah. But you're a trained professional, and if you don't want to, you don't have to do it. Of course I will. Want me to beatbox for you? A little, a little piece, please. <laughs> and you can look at that camera, like right over there, and do a little piece for you. Here we go. Little, little beat dropping from from Joshua Silverstein. Yes. As my lips are dry. Hey, yo, drink, mm. some, drink some water. I'm gonna drink some water. Mm. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, <clears throat> For you being my first guest, you get a special gift. Oh! And this, is, and this is from, I was told to say this is from the girls at the Sprinkles Cupcakes in 7th and Fig in downtown LA. <laughs> 
Yeah! Your star, you get a cupcake. Oh, dude. Mm-hmm. They're, the best, they're the best cupcakes, Yay. too. But you are a star. Sprinkles cupcakes. And shout the girls out. down there were great, so I said, give them a shout out. So they said, Sprinkles cupcakes. <laughs> the original cupcake bakery. <laughs> Boom. They're great. Thank you, ladies. Yes, they're good. Joshua, thank you. Thank you so much for being Thank on you. the show. This, this is our awesome. premiere episode. This is Thank crazy. You. I hope this show goes bonkers. Thank you. Thank yeah. you very much. And I'm sure it will. I'm sure it will. So tell folks that in that camera where they can find you. Uh, again, my name is Joshua Silverstein. You can look that up anywhere. Facebook, Joshua Silverstein. Instagram, Joshua Silverstein. Tumblr, Joshua Silverstein. LinkedIn, <laughs> Joshua Silverstein. And on Twitter, it's Joshua Silverbat. And you can also go to um, joshuarsilverstein.com or joshuaisfresh.com. That's right. And you guys, of course, we're going to be here every, well, I'm going to be here every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time here on Black Hollywood Live. The Facebook page is Breaking Into. On Twitter, I'm at Black Hope LA, B-L-A-K-H-O-P-E-L-A. Use the hashtag Breaking Into. Let me know how you feel. When you see this online on, on YouTube, rate me. Rate me. Rate the show. Rate him. <laughs> rate me. Now rate the show. Give me some comments. Tell me what you feel about it. Say Continue nice to... stuff. Don't just be a mean <laughs> idiot. Be nice. He's a good guy. Jesus. Continue the conversation, yeah. of course. And on iTunes, of course, rate us and like us on, on there, too. Thank you so much for joining me for my first episode. Woo! And I will see you guys next week. From producers Maria Menounos, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, Kevin Undergaro, and the entire BHL crew, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us at info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I'm your BHL announcer, Scipio. Instagram me at Planet Scipio. Thank you for tuning in. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.